Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spooky Spouses. I'm Lindsay Reed. I am Jordan Reed. We are married together, and we have been since 2015. We have. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we talk about ghosties, spookos, slimos, <laughs> demos, demos, creepos, uh, speedos, uh, not speedos. <laughs> no. When you did just say speedos, it's very difficult not to picture a very unflattering speedo on a person. Yeah. So now I'm a little mad at you, but we'll just, we'll work through it. <laughs> okay. We'll work through it together. Okay. Um, oh, we have to try this on for size. So oh, now I just thought, it, now I feel like Freudian. and I'm talking about speedos. <laughs> Hold okay. Okay. No more speedo talk. Our sister-in-law wrote us an email and said she likes the show, blah, blah, blah. Talked about her son, our nephew, which is great. But she also said... I think there needs to be more ghost puns. So this is, we're, we're, we're trying this on for size for a second. <laughs> we're just a paranormal people talking about ghosts. Spookies. <laughs> okay, we tried it. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. We love it. We do love it. I hope you all love it as well. We hope you love it as well. That'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we talk about ghosts and stuff, but we don't. Just like every other sort of paranormal podcast, at least the ones I've listened to. And I'm not throwing shade. I mean, you you do what you do. We also really have no room to talk. But a lot of ghost shows and a lot of paranormal TV shows, podcasts, movies, whatever, they accept everything as fact. This is for sure a ghost all the time. I know it. We think a lot of that stuff is silly as well. Sure. I mean, I, I believe in ghosts. I'll put myself out there. A lot, uh, but I think... It's good to question a lot of this stuff, I think, is what is is the way that we're we're looking at it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. If this is your third listen or your second listen, welcome back. We love having you. We love having you. We, we absolutely do. It's been spooktacular having you. So. Join us. Okay, so uh, um, Lindsay will bring in a topic every week. I will also bring in a topic every week uh, that we have yet to discuss with one another, and then we discuss it. Yeah, we don't know each other's topics, so that's what makes it kind of fun. So not only are you listening for the first time, we are also listening for the first time as well. That's a really good point. Yeah. We are both listening for the first time (laughs) as well. As well. So you started last week. Yes. Last week we talked about West Virginia. The Mothman. The Mothman, which Molly loves Molly, the Mothman. She does love the Mothman. It's her favorite Mothman on Earth. Yeah. Well, it's her favorite spooky, I think. I think it also is her favorite spooky. She doesn't like most things, but she likes the Mothman. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Loves it. She loves the Mothman. So I think I am going to start this week. Yeah. Because we just said that. So I will do the thing that we said. I did bring in another list because I do like lists a lot. <laughs> um, I like paranormal things with a little, like wrapped up in a nice little package. So the thing I want to discuss this week is your say, say, Lindsay, you were going to start a paranormal investigation, uh, paranormal investigation team. First of all, yeah. what would you call it? Um, and what's the whole concept? Is it all? Is it all female? Is it you and a bunch of dudes? Is it you and dogs? What's the format? What's the name of your paranormal group? I don't know. I mean, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. But, like, I think 
I mean, I think I would be like a mixture of male, female. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't know. I'd make it more fun. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like guys think differently than girls and girls think differently than guys. So that might be two like really good perspectives. Mm-hmm. Well, m- most importantly, everyone wants to know. What would you name your group? See, I don't know. <laughs> so now every group, except for the ghost adventures, every group that you see on TV or online or whatever, they have a cool acronym name, TAPS, right? What was it? Like the Atlantic Paranormal Society or something, which was the ghost hunters people were TAPS. Yeah. Other people have these cool acronyms. So like, say it was BOO, B-O-O. Was your acronym, then what would that stand? That's a kind of a hard one, but what would um, that be? Babes. Yeah. Organizing. Organizing orbs. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So you started Babes Organizing Orbs. Well, then I would only have chicks in my group then. Okay. Well, guys can be babes, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right? Okay. Yeah. So babe. Or it could be you and quite literally like three or four two-year-olds. Babies. Babies. Yeah, which is fine. Aw, that would be like a lot of crying and a lot of heartbreak, I feel like. It would be cute. We will get our nephew, I pinky promise, we'll get our nephew Vigo to do an episode with us. <laughs> or just to go investigate a haunted house by himself. Aw. It's okay. He's cute. He's fine. He's a babe. He's a little baby. I think baby. he'd be okay, but then if like you took away his like wooden spoon that he's been like hitting things with, then he'd cry. Uh, we He does like glasses now. Not the type you drink out of, but like the type you wear. Wear, yeah. yeah. Glasses. He likes ice as well. Also truck. And he likes truck. But say you're starting Boo. Yeah. What What would you need to get started? What are some of the fundamental things you would need to start a paranormal investigation team? Probably, like, probably outfits for me. Okay. I'm a big outfit per Like, you gotta have a uniform. Okay. Probably like, all black, I would assume. Yeah, maybe. Or it'd be kind of like a like a Team Zizu thing where it'd be like just mm. unorganized. Like, okay, have, I guess that's what sailors wear. You have a color scheme, but yes. not a defined... I, I like that. I like that. That's very free jazz of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you have your outfits. You have for sure gotten uh, a box truck or a big van, right? Like one of those big vans everyone always uses where they can put their computers in the back and all their equipment and stuff. And their stuff. I kind of well, just... Well, see, like, if we were, like, trendy, mm-hmm. we might have, like, an Airstream or, like, maybe yeah. a camper. A Sprinter or, like, a one of those cool Sprinter vans, like the Mercedes Sprinter vans. Yeah. Those are sweet. Or, like, just a, like, a little, a little trailer, a little okay. trailer to pull around. Now, what... Okay, well, let's just say you'd have a Prius. Now... <laughs> <laughs> because it would fit my airstream. It would I fit mean, your yeah. You well, you would you would trail. You would attach your airstream to the back of your Prius. Now, yeah. what would you fit or what would you put inside your airstream for actually hunting ghosts? Our uniforms. Not the uniforms. Okay. Well, we'd be wearing those, I guess. You'd be wearing uniforms. What else um, would you need to investigate? Uh, snacks. Okay. Move. <laughs> well, I was going to say moving past the snacks. Now I'm curious what your ghost fuel would be. Uh, probably like any sort of gummies. Okay. Like, because those are good snacks. Sour or not sour? A little both. Okay. So what I mean, else? People like different things. What else would your paranormal snacks be? Um, I don't, like maybe granola bars. Okay. Or like um, Fritos. 
Okay, so nothing really substantial. Wait, maybe at all. not Fritos then, because like I feel like those are a loud snack, and you don't want to be loud. You're looking for very quiet when you want, foods. Yeah, so like maybe like pudding. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pudding. Pudding and gummy bears. Gummy bears are pretty quiet in terms of chewing. There's no crunch. There's mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Homemade, not box. What about something more substantial? Okay, so you have your snacks. You have your food. <laughs> what else do you need to investigate? Probably, well, I mean, you need your machinery. Yes! Yes, that's you what I'm talking about. You need your equipment. You yeah. need your equipment. You need your gadgets and your tink, your trinkets. And your binkets. And your binkets. Now, I brought in, <laughs> I searched up the most useful, not the most popular, but the most useful ghost binkets. Sorry, trinkets or ghost hunting equipment. See, I feel like this this should have been a topic that we discussed in our first show. If you joined us for our first show, Jordan talked about how to get a spirit out of your home. Get them out of there. They're, they're t- so, they take up too much space and they're, and they're very scary. Now you know how to get them out. But now if you're going to talk about the equipment. How to find them. This could be pretty, pretty uh, good information. So it's like the... I know you're going to be sad at me for saying this, but people are saying there's a right and a wrong way to watch the Star Wars trilogy. So Aww. now there might be a right and a wrong way to listen to our episodes down the road when you and I are just making it rain EMF detectors uh, or Ovulus X's. <laughs> um, I just, so, side note, I just want to say, and I'm sorry for don't say probably it. 90% don't. of the listeners oh. out there, but I'm really sad you brought up Star Wars. I understand. Now... I do like Star Wars a lot. I don't wear t-shirts. I don't have any memorabilia, but I do know a lot. It's a very private thing for me, and I'm very excited about it. No. Time back in to ghosts. <laughs> uh, you know, Machinery. Lindsay and I still talk about it. You know, we, we both love each other very much, and it's something that we're working through. We're working through it as a couple. My, my love for Star Wars. Time in. <laughs> um, so you need your gadgets, right? You need to find where your ghosts are. How can you get them out of your house if you don't know where they're hiding? Well, because you have to find the leader. Remember? Yeah, okay, so I don't know. The spirit guide. Now, machinery, it quite literally is a robot. So it doesn't, it, I don't think it can tell you where the leader is, where your spirit guide is, and where other ones are not. But it can definitely tell you, you know, where maybe there's stronger electromagnetic whatever the heck around a certain area or whatever. Okay. Does that make sense, I think? Yeah. Okay, so. so let me know what you have. The number one, I think it's the number one, it's the first one on the list, it's called a REM pod. Yeah. So we've watched, we've, we've watched, we've watched a lot of ghost adventures. <laughs> you know what a REM pod is? The REM pod, that's where it picks up words, right? No. Okay. That's the obelisk. Oh, the obelisk. Which is my favorite, which is my favorite. The obelisk is my favorite too. Um, not an obelisk. Isn't an obelisk the, the snake tooth from Harry Potter? From Harry Oa? Anyways, moving I, in. Um. <laughs> The REM pod, the, the REM pods are the, like those little tiny hockey puck things that they set around. Oh, the and, static? No, not the static. That's oh. the spirit box. Jeez, I don't okay. know my machine. A REM pod, it uses a telescopic antenna to radiate its own magnetic field. And the REM pod can pick up different shifts within its own magnetic field or the proximity within its antenna. Basically... There's a lot of talk about electromagnetic field. I mean, there's there's an EMF detector which picks up electromagnetic frequencies. I don't know 
I know the words electro and magnetic and field and frequency. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm assuming yeah. it's magnetism that's made by energy or electricity, <laughs> which they say ghosts or spirits, pardon me, are supposed to give off. See, I always think of it as like when you skid your feet across the floor really quick and then touch your sibling to like shock them, like that's the energy. Yes. I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people sort of mention it as being static electricity and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's the whole electromagnetic thing. Again, I don't know. If you know, dear listener, if you know exactly what EMF is, I know I can Google it. I don't want to do it. We want to talk to you. We want to talk to you directly. <laughs> we want to talk to you, Jameris. I'm trying to combine a few names at all at once. Oh, so it applies to everyone. It applies then. to at least three people. Please help us figure out what EMF is, what it actually is, in layman's terms, please. You can reach us at tw- uh, at on Twitter, on Twitter, <laughs> spooky underscore spouses, or just send us an email to tell us about EMF. But so these little REM pods, they're glowing uh, a light. They, they, they emit a light and they have a small antenna. And whenever something gets close enough to these REM pods and disrupts their electromagnetic field it lights up they light up and they make a little noise right so you've you've probably seen and i'm sure you've seen Lindsay. And it's like a ghost theremin it's like a ghost theremin yeah it kind of is i mean it looks a little bit like a theremin uh except there's only one antenna and there's not two yeah. two little antennas and you'd never really hear a ghost playing good vibrations on, on it <laughs> um but if you did but if you did pretty cool ghost you knew it was it was one of the beach men Pretty, pretty hip ghosts. Pretty hip ghosts. Probably likes pet sounds. But either way, I'm sure you've seen a few episodes of Ghost Adventures or any paranormal investigating shows where they'll set up a few of them in a row, like in a row, or they put yeah. one next to what they call a trigger object. This is any sort of an object said to or hope to elicit some sort of an activity from a spirit, like a, a teddy bear if it's a little girl spirit or like a little kid, a beer if it's like a real cool dude. You know what I mean? Um, ghost. So a real cool dude ghost who just wants to crack open a bud with just his buddies. Just wants to hang out. Yeah, just wants to relax. So there's a REM pod. Uh, if you're investigating a possible haunting, having your REM pod go off will let you know that there's paranormal energy coming your way well before the raised hairs on your arms tip you off. Mm. Now, the thing I don't like about these lists is it's saying that if it goes off, there is a ghost 100%. It could be... It could not be a ghost. It could absolutely yeah. not be a ghost. I wonder if, like, a bug could set that off. I mean, bugs could kind of create energy, I would assume. I would like, think I would think if anything got close to these things. I mean, I... It would go off. I think it would go off. I don't think it has to be a ghost. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, like, yeah. you've, you've seen footage where these things are just going off and it looks like there's nothing around them, right? Maybe it's a spooky. Maybe it's just they're just going off because I don't know how the electromagnetic fields work. Maybe the batteries are dying. Maybe the batteries are dying. Kind of like how your smoke alarm goes off. Yeah, every time my smoke alarm goes off, I don't think, oh, there's a ghost poking it once every five minutes and it's <laughs> but super But what loud. if smoke alarms could detect ghosts? Now, if there was a lot of smoke in your house and a ghost walked through the smoke, that would be able to detect your ghost because would, you would see it coming through your smoke. You would just see this figure coughing, traveling through your house. You know, that did happen to us last time. Last time. The last time I was cooking dinner, a smoke alarm went off. And I opened the door and our neighbor Don was outside. I'm like, just, we're just, our house is just full of ghosts, Don. And he went, oh, yeah, that's fine. And then we went back inside and started cooking again. Yeah. Okay. So that's a REM pod. Okay. So if you're looking to find ghosts in your house, get yourself a REM pod or don't. Maybe, because 
Or just listen to the Beach Boys. Or just listen to the Beach Boys. <laughs> the second one I found was a laser grid. You know what these things are, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it projects all those little dots on the wall, so you're supposed to be able to detect. It, yeah. like, picks up any kind of energy or body or I think this anything. one's mostly... This one's mostly designed to detect physical movement. Okay. So this handy device, that's what they say. Uh, I mean, this, this device creates a line grid pattern that allows the human eye to detect changes in a room that it wouldn't normally see. Mm. Oh. Once the laser grid is put into place, any form, be it solid or mist-like in nature, will come into view and create a noticeable divide in the laser's structure. Basically, if something moves in front of the laser grid, you're going to see it in the laser grid. Yeah. But, I mean, we talk about ghost adventures all the time. And when they use theirs, it's always, as they say, a teeny tiny person. It's all very, a very small figure. But it's like, why do we assume that ghosts are tiny? Now, you're talking about, Lindsay, the 3D mapping camera, which uses, uh, a, la- which, <laughs> which uses a laser grid. Gotcha. So, but still, I mean, it's always this tiny little stick figure. Yes. Doing something, whether it's dancing or doing surgery. There was a few. There, there was this one episode of Ghost Adventures where they're using this three D mapping tool. Which a three D mapping tool, you use a laser grid and it's hooked up to a camera and it maps out stick figures. If there's a person uh, in the laser grid, it maps your body. Your your physical body structure as a stick figure. And it's said, whenever you see a stick figure show up on the screen and there's not a person there, it's mapping, it's 3D mapping a spirit. Yeah. But there there was this one episode as well where there were people performing on stage and they asked them to take a bow and they take a bow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know it's, about it's, that. It's so funny because you would think, or I would think, I can't assume for everybody, but I would think that that's fairly definitive proof but then again, it just seems so silly. Well, if you can manipulate a ghost that much to like do what you ask it to do. To take a bow. To take a bow. <laughs> then you think that catching evidence of the spirit world would be a lot easier. It'd be a lot easier. Show yourself. Okay, here goes. <laughs> and then you count down from three before you show yourself. Take a bow. We set up a 3D mapping camera and a basketball court. And there's a ghost. Sink this half court shot, ghost. And then they would do it. And actually make it. And actually make it. A real basketball or a ghost, a 3D mapped ghost basketball <laughs> would make the half court shot. So there's the laser grid, which is attached to the 3D mapping camera. Yes. A laser grid shows you without a, without a screen mist or whatever, something that's interrupting your static laser grid. And then your 3D mapping screen attached to the grid shows you digitally a little stick figure doing the robot when you ask it to do the robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like cook you breakfast. Okay, we see you by the stove. Make me the perfect omelet. Make me the perfect French omelet. No brown on the eggs. Perfectly rolled. Still soft. Which that would be very cool if you could if you could get a ghost to cook you a thing. The next thing, it's called a geo box. Now this is something I had no idea what this was. Okay. I'm not trying to brag. I knew most of these, except the next two. This was created by George Brown. George Brown. <laughs> George Brown. Relative know. of James Brown. Relative of James Brown, his identical twin brother. The geobox is used by paranormal investigators to communicate with spirits. George Brown built a box specifically for the paranormal lockdown team, which I think I've seen that show. 
Uh, it's become a very valuable tool in helping to decipher the many messages that come through in each of their cases. The way the box works is that it scans radio and it converts it along with electromagnetic and vibrational waves to audio. That sounds like the spirit box. It sounds like the spirit box, but this one's called the geo box. But well, maybe it's just different names for it. So if you don't know, the, the, the spirit box is this tool that scans radio stations that are usually just static pretty fast. And allegedly the spirits are said, the spirits, ghosts, demos are said to talk through the static or something like that. I don't know. I mean, all of this sounds just, it like all of these ghost hunting tools just sound so overly romanticized. Like they have to be talking in the static. And I'm not sure if that's, if they got that idea from what the poltergeist with the static in the TV yeah. or just because it sounds like a creepy idea. I don't really know. But Geobox is said to take the words that it deciphers out of the static and turn it into actual audio. Right. I don't know. I don't know I mean, sometimes that. it does say some pretty profound stuff that, like, yeah. when you ask it a question, but, which, I don't know how you fake that, really. I mean, I guess if you're really good at audio and stuff like that, if you're doing a TV show. And that's and that's the thing that's, like, the, the hardest to, to get from all this stuff is, like, a lot of it is easily fakeable, especially when people on shows say, I'm feeling all this stuff. Oh, something touched me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm starting to act differently. That stuff's so hard to believe. So it's nice that we have machines or teeny tiny robots that we can carry around with us that do a lot of the work for us and that make it harder to fake your evidence, I guess. But it's just, I don't know. I would have to use it for myself to I determine. Wanna use it. I want to use it. George Brown, if you're listening, send us a geo box. So we can use it. <laughs> we on need our a geo box. The Anyone has a geo box? We want to use your geo box. Send it to us. Just kind of guess our address. Whatever it just feels like <laughs> to you. Just, just take a guess. Just write it down. Ask the geo box. Ask the geo box what it is. Um, Molly, are you showing off? The next one we have here is another box, and this one's called the Wonder Box. And this is created by Steve Huff. The Wonder Box is also used frequently by Nick and Katrina on Paranormal Lockdown. Another way to communicate with spirits, this device is efficient as it uses noise reduction and a, get this, custom reverse pedal called the direct line mode. Oh. It reverses audio as it goes in and transmits reply forwards as they come out, which makes them undebunkable. I don't understand. I have no idea what that is. So the way it I gather it- reverses your words? It plays the words forwards and backwards. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Which I don't know what that means. Now, I'm sure that there's a perfectly good explanation for what what the machine actually does. I have no idea what it does. Yeah, maybe just not use that one if you're trying to get rid of ghosts because I'm not sure if it'll have an instruction manual. Yeah, I just, use that. I just don't think I just don't think it does it. There's also a motion sensor, uh, which we all understand. The motion sensor, something moves in front, a light goes off, or it takes a photo or something. They right. have that thing with like hunting, uh, like hunting cameras and stuff like that. A digital thermometer where you point a little light at the thing and it tells you how hot or cold something is. Yeah. Spirits are supposed to make things chilly and cold. Yeah. Uh, there's a motion sensor again. I just said that one. A thermal imaging camera, which I like watching stuff on the thermal imaging camera. That's where it picks up heat sources, yeah. right? Just like the Predator in the movie The Predator. He has, he has heat vision. <laughs> he has heat vision eyeballs. Oh, well, it kind of worked for the Predator. It worked for the Predator very well. He so, found Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Yeah. Yeah, he found him. He was hiding in the mud. And then, but no, but but then he hid in the mud and he was too cold. He couldn't see him. Mm. Classic Arnold. Arnold. Um, thermal imaging camera uh, easily differentiate between hot spots, usually human, and cold spots, possible ghosts. Uh, having cameras and video cameras on hand is always a good idea while conducting paranormal investigations. You want to be able to snap proof as soon as possible. Now, there are some that we didn't talk about on the thing. Well, we well the ovulus. We we did not bring up the ovulus. Now, the ovulus it just wasn't on this list. The ovulus is a device with a word database inside of it that is said to pick up what certain spirits are saying and the word pops up on your little digital reader, I guess. Yeah. Now, this one I think compared to a lot of the ones we've that 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 I've discussed, I guess, or that I've uh, blabbled on about is that it seems the most far-fetched, but in watching these shows, this is my favorite thing that they use. Well, because it's exciting when they ask it a question and it actually responds with something legit. Yeah, totally relevant. But it all could be faked on TV. I would love to just use these tools. Yeah, I when really me want... and my my boo crew. Yeah, your boo crew. My boo crew go out. I would be curious to use these and see which one I like. It's hard to say which one I like when I don't know which one of these are actually worth it. I don't know either. I'd like to think that most of them are totally bogus, but I'd also like to think that they're all totally real. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this thing. I want them to be real so bad. <laughs> I really do. I just don't know if they are. Well, we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. I want Anyone an ovulus. has an ovulus laying around. Guess our address and send it to us. <laughs> Guess our address. <laughs> ask the ovulus. Send it to that address. Please send it to that address. Yeah, ask the ovulus what our address is. Ooh. What's our address? Norman. Norman? <laughs> It's me, just Norm. It must be Norman. Must be something. Norman Avenue. But those are my things. I just want to talk about ghost hunting tools. I think they're interesting. I also think some are good, some are some are not so good. Yeah. I would just want to use them. Me too. I really want to use them. I all. feel like the good old fashioned picture is just not a thing anymore because you could so easily disrupt a picture. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can manipulate photos really easily but i also feel like you can manipulate audio really easily yeah i don't know i just want to use them like i want to use them for me (laughs) for you for me because okay say i want to say say you wanted to buy uh an ovulus x a beginning ghost hunting equipment kit for an ovulus is 180 bucks that's a big investment it's a big investment for something that might that's like when that whole craze of buying time machines was a thing but really it was just like an atari with like some headphones coming out of it and like maybe like a pair of shoes that you put on there's one okay there's a ghost control kit here for 740 dollars there's tough ghost hunting equipment kit for 340 dollars there's a funny novelty ghost hunting license you can get <laughs> for five dollars. Well, see, nice. that's all you need is the ghost hunting license, you and let the it. rest of it just. If you carry your ghost hunting license, if you're investigating uh, an abandoned house or an old uh, tuberculosis building or something or a hospital, if you just carry your license around and you flash it around the hallways, you're like, okay, I have my license. I think <laughs> ghosts r- respect your credentials much more. Probably. And then they'll show themselves. Oh, it's a cop. It's a ghost cop. We gotta show (laughs) ourselves. Well, maybe. That's my thing. That's all I brought in.
mine? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm doing something a little different. And it's going to be fun. A a list. (laughs) It's not, well, it's kind of a list, but it's not really a list. I was looking at urban legends because I love urban legends. I think stories behind urban legends are so fun and some are really spooky, but they're they're all pretty ridiculous. And I compiled like five of them. Mm hmm. And you have to tell me if I made it up or if it's a real urban legend. Oh, cool. Fun. Okay. I'll tell you a little bit about each, but I'll read them. And you tell me if you think it's really an urban legend or I made it up. Okay. I'm ready for it. Are you ready? I'm just letting you know I'm going to get all of them right. We'll see. Now, you'll see that I'm telling you the truth. I feel pretty good about my list. Okay. You ready for number one? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to get it right. So urban legend or not. In Arkansas, there is a 300-pound man that is half man, half dog, with glowing eyes and nips at people's heels. Ugh. They call him Dog Boy. Oh, my gosh. That's the name they landed on was Dog Boy? Dog Boy. I have to tell you if this is real or not? You have to tell me if I made this up or if it's really an urban legend in, in Arkansas. The name's Dog Boy. Dog Boy. He nips up the pounds. heels. 300 pounds. 300 pounds, half man, half dog, glowing that, eyes. Did they say if it was like 300 pounds of sheer dog man muscle or 300 pounds of... Well, you tell pers- you have to tell me if it's true or not, and then I can elaborate. I think, and they said they call it dog boy. Dog boy. It got its name because it nips at people's heels. I think... I think that one is a real urban legend, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you would have come up with a more creative name, I think, than Dog Boy. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. So you think it's real? I think it's a real urban legend. Well, you are right. Yes! I do. I told you. I crushed, I'm crushing it. It chases people down a specific street, which is 65 Mulberry Street, in a town called Quitment. It does... Wait, what's the town? Quitman. Quitman? Quitman. I thought you said equipment. Like equipment. Equi- equipment without Quit- the E. No, Quitman. Quitman. He does bite at their heels. Well, he said to bite at their heels. Um, the story he behind him was that he was the son of a guy named Gerard Bettis and was always a problem child growing up. His biggest thing that he got in trouble for was that he would trap and torture animals. Oh, good. Great. So that's his urban legend. I found it... <laughs> It's not really funny, but he later was imprisoned, and not for anything that had to do with scary stuff. Um, he just got put in jail because he was growing marijuana, and so that's the legend of Dog Boy. Dog Boy gets a little crazy. Dog Boy, but he later died in prison of drugs. Wait, so, is this like this is this is a real man? Yeah, this is what the legend is based off of is Dog Boy, and I think he got his actual name because he was caught capturing and torturing animals so they called him dog boy so he was a little off he was a little weird and then he grew some marijuana and he was probably like rad boy rad boy and then he went to jail and he was back to dog boy he's bad boy bad boy in jail okay are you ready for number two urban legend yeah i'm ready i'm ready to do a very good job okay (laughs) in delaware delaware I'm kind of doing a tour of the states right now. Oh, okay. There now there there is a Delaware, Ohio in my mind. On no, automatic the state Delaware. Delaware. Okay. In Delaware, there is a ghost known as Mister Chew that will scare and mock you for sneezing. Because sneezing is a sign of weakness. I don't know. You have to tell me if this is really true or not. Mister Chew. Mister Chew. 
He's, he makes fun of you if you sneeze. He gets, yeah, he gets very upset and he will stalk and mock you. Stalks you? He will stalk and mock his ghost, Mr. Chu. Oh, did you? Okay. I just thought it was, you were talking about just a mean old man who would laugh at you from his no. porch when you sneeze. There's a ghost known as Mr. Chu that will scare and mock you if you sneeze. I think that that one's fake, but I think that it's almost real. I think that you're either omitting or doing a little tweaking. No, this is a real story. What a Mr. jerk. Chu. What a jerk. So, Mr. Chu, the ghost. C-H-E-W? Yes. He is based off of a man called Samuel Chu. That was the chief of justice um, back in the colonial days in Delaware. Okay. And he was bullied and given the nickname uh, Chu, as if you were sneezing. He hated it <laughs> so much oh. that when he died, people reported... People, like, a ghost touching them or mocking them when they sneezed. What a jerk. Mr. Chu. So. Real urban legend in Delaware. He would sneeze a lot. People made fun. No, he wouldn't sneeze that much, but people made fun of him because his last name was Chu, so they call him a Chu. A Chu, yeah. And he hated it so much. Oh my god. Like, gosh. it bothered him his whole life. So when he died, supposedly, I don't know where, it didn't really say where in Delaware, all over. When you sneeze, Mr. Chu will stalk and mock you. Let me Google where the sneeziest city is. <laughs> uh, well, probably a really cold, fluish. Or where there's a lot of wildflowers. Maybe. High pollen count. Yeah, maybe like the West Coast. I was going to say, I was going to say to the Delaware or to the Chu thing, like, pick your battles. Like, that's not a really bad nickname. But then again, when I was young, people called me Michael Jordan when I was in preschool and I hated it. Yeah. But now it's like, well, thank you very much. Number 23, baby. Half court, <laughs> half court, half court. Achoo. 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 I get, you know, hey. Eh? I didn't know that was real. I thought that one was fake. I thought I was doing a good job. But don't make fun of him because he'll get very sensitive about it. No, I would never make fun of him. Okay. You ready for three? I'm ready for three. Uh, I'm less ready because now I'm sad because okay. I didn't do a good job. That's okay. You still have some other ones. Okay. They're, they're all pretty ridiculous, so it really is hard to detect which one is fake or not. Okay. The Chupacabra. You know who the Chupacabra, Chupacabra is. Chupacabra's real. It's yes. a real urban legend or a myth. Apparently, he has a relative. His name is Paul Too Tall. <laughs> and he's been spotted roaming in heavily wooded areas. So I'm guessing he's kind of a Bigfoot. Like, he's everywhere in wooded areas. Um, and he has been reported. He leaves people alone, but he'll steal your shoes. If they're left unintended or unattended. Paul too tall. Paul too tall. Maybe he's too tall. He wants your shoes. I don't know. Is it the number two or the word? It's the word. Paul too tall. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know if it was like super cool. Like super cool <laughs> Two chains. Paul two chains. Too tall. Chupacabra's cousin, Flo Rida. <laughs> T-Pain. What are, what are other rappers that I know that exist? Drake. Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> the Ying Yang Twins haven't been around in a while. Uh, I think those, those, that's it. That'll do it for me. Well, what Paul do you, Too Tall, what he do steals you your shoes if they're not around? If they're unattended. So I'm assuming that like when you're out camping and stuff, say you leave your shoes outside your tent, I bet you Paul Too Tall comes and steals your shoes. I was going to say because our shoes are in the kitchen right now and they're unattended and they're still there. Yeah, but this is wooded areas. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, like people that are hiking or traveling or... Paul Too Tall. Urban uh, legend or not? I think you made this one up, and that's all I'll say about it. 
You're right. Yes. I did make up Paul <laughs> too tall. But I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty 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 witty. I know how I'll get him. Paul too tall. <laughs> I think what happened was my name was too good. Because Mr. Chu and Dog Boy, you didn't go for, but Paul Too Tall, it was too good. I should have thought less. I should have thought about it less. Paul Too Tall. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah. Okay, oh, ready? Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, number four. Yeah. Urban legend or not. Do I still decide on this one? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's not true? No, it was just a funny joke I made oh. up. Like, okay. I forgot the rules. Oh. <sighs> I didn't, though. All right. In Oregon, there's a ghost who is entirely wrapped in bandages, who messes with teenagers. Only teens. Loves eating hot dogs and wanders the coast and will jump in the back of a pickup truck any chance he gets. What's the name? What's the name of it? The Bandage Man. You just made that up right now. No, I didn't. <laughs> there's, oh, did okay. I? There's... Uh... The start, Bandage Man. Started started over one more time. In Oregon. Or yes. The Bandage Man. Along the coast. There's a ghost on the coast that's entirely wrapped of bandages, messes with teenagers, loves eating hot dogs, wanders the coast, and will jump in the back of a pickup truck any chance that he gets. The Bandage Man. The Bandage Man. Now, I've been on the coast a lot over there, so have you. I've yeah. never seen a bandaged man. But then again, I've never been there when I was a teen. No, I did in high school. I was there when I was a teen. No bandage man? I never saw a bandage man. I saw my brother. This is an urban legend, though. Maybe you didn't have the chance to experience the bandage man. I never got a hot dog on the coast. <laughs> uh, well, he loves hot dogs. Well, so do I. That's the thing. Bandage man. Bandage man. I think the bandage man is real. The Bandage Man is real. Yes, yes. He was an old urban legend in the 1950s that was really popular for teenagers to tell at the campfire. What a, um, what a he, dumb story. That he they smells tell. like rotting flesh. Well, yeah. He loves to eat hot dogs. <laughs> he wanders the coast, and people have reported him sitting in the back of their pickup trucks. I think they, being teens, Went to the coast and got in trouble, or were doing things that Dog Boy got in trouble, arrested, or got arrested for. And they saw just a very old, beachy, homeless person. Eating hot dogs. Eating hot dogs. <laughs> Hanging out in the back of a truck. Smells like rotting flesh. Now, did his name ever used to be Hot Dog Hot Dog Ghost? No. Did his name ever used to be, uh, that's all I have is Hot Dog Ghost. Yeah, but apparently it was one of the biggest told campfire stories back in the 1950s. Man. I think it was like to scare teenagers that were like having a campfire out with their friends. Like it was the typical ghost story. Do you think, do you think that this was a trick by the government, by Big Vegetable, to make kids scared from eating meat so they would go vegetarian or vegan and live that green life? Maybe. It sounds very Oregon-like. Oh my gosh! What a what a what a trick! <laughs> what a trick to go to go vegan! All right, scare well, him with a ghost. Do you want the the last and final story that I have? No, I'd rather not. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it a hot dog one? No hot dogs this time. Can you try? Not as fun as hot dogs are. Paul too tall. Can you try? And I'll know that you just did this right now. Can you try to just put the word hot dog in it once or like just once? 
No. All right. Okay, so last story that I have, urban legend or not, in Kansas, there is a small town called Stoll. What? Stoll. S-T-O-L-L. S-T-U-L-L. Stoll. Stoll. Where it has been said that Lucifer himself vacations from time to time. When he needs a break. When he just needs a break (laughs) from all the crap that he does. He's a busy. He's a busy he guy. He is a busy guy. I mean, look at especially now. It's just after. Well, now is probably the time where he vacation. It's just after Halloween. Yeah. He doesn't need to worry about as much anymore. He doesn't need to spook as many people. I mean, Lucifer needs a break once in a while. Little R and R. Little R and R. So he goes to Kansas. Yeah. In a little town called Stull to do that. I would assume that if you're Lucifer, or that you're anyone, and you're on, and you're on vacation mode. Vacation mode is when you don't do your job. It's when you're not at work. <laughs> so I would assume that Noah would know he would be there because he'd be on vacation and stall. It'd be like a celebrity thing. Like he's incognito. He wears a hat and shades and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't try to possess anyone. He doesn't try to spook you out or eat your soul or whatever. Uh, but think of other reasons why people go on vacation. Like they're holiday- holidays visiting people yeah maybe he has relatives in kansas he might have relatives jack uh carla carlita his his buds paul too tall paul too tall mr chew hot dog ghost (laughs) uh bandage man the moth man him and the moth man no though i think the moth man's like he's a geek compared to like yeah he's kind of a geek satan himself kind of a real dweeb what do you think i don't think this one is true and here's why because if Anyone was on vacation. Lucifer, you, Jeremy, our friend from across the street. If anyone was on vacation, you're on vacation. You don't want to work. And I think Lucifer's job is to be the devil and be creepy and scary. Yeah, so but if he was I there, never said that like he did anything bad there. Then how would they know he was there? I mean, you could see like if you saw a celebrity on vacation, you'd be like, oh, they must vacation here. So if you just saw if you saw someone who was bright red who had the legs of a goat just walking up to get an ice cream cone somewhere in or Kansas or a hot dog or a hot dog be like oh that's obviously Lucifer oh I'm surprised he's being so cool well yeah uh, I don't think this is real it actually is real it's an urban legend a big urban legend in Kansas Stop. um the town was founded in 1856 and Lucifer appears around the time of Halloween. Classic. At a certain cemetery that's there, and during the spring equinox. I don't know what the theory is with the spring equinox or why he goes. Maybe he just likes the springtime in I don't Kansas. Know. I don't know anything about the equinox, but I know, I think that's when you're supposed to be able to balance an egg or something like that. I don't know. But the site that he stays or uses is supposed to be a park. Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> he has frequent flyer miles, so he gets free <sighs> lodging. No, it's an old roofless church that once stood there, and it was a site during the witch hangings. Oh, it gross. has been torn down now, but I think it was only like maybe not even 10 years ago that that church was still standing. So this has been an urban legend for a while, and people were scared to go in it because of just everything that happened there, and they claim that it's a portal to hell. And well, that's where Lucifer... Ugh resides when he goes there he has no choice i mean if it's a portal he's like well i guess i'm here now i don't think you get to choose where your portals are no i mean and then he goes there and he likes to show up during halloween and the spring equinox so that 
yeah, I guess that's his, his big vacation time. It's a much needed time off. <laughs> He's a very busy man, <laughs> Lucifer. Think about it, during the Halloween like during Halloween, there's everybody dressed up like so many devils and stuff like that that he's probably like, you know what? I can take a night off. They've got this covered. They got spooky Halloween covered. Yeah. Yeah, he like, can Why does of... he need to be around? No. He's like, you guys get it. And yeah. It's kind of like his glory. Like, oh, you're all dressed up like me? How nice. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take a little time off. I'm going to go to my favorite little church. Soak my hooves in the hot tub. Soak my hooves in the portal hot tub. Braid my tail hair and file my horns. Yeah, you got to keep those horns nice and sharp. You do. That was a very fun game. Yeah, Thank urban you legend much. or not. So I, like I hope it. it was fun for everybody else to play. Can you bring this game back a few times sometimes? I can definitely bring back urban legend or not. Because there's so many... I feel like we would never get through them. No, never, ever. There's so many. But I do love a good urban legend. So do I. I also love a good urban legend. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. So now is the time in the show where we read a guest submission that we got from our email. SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a very good email address we have. <laughs> <laughs> no, the story. The story's a good one. <laughs> no. And the email, both. <laughs> uh, that's funny. This was sent in to us by our good buddy, Mike Hilty. Hello, Mike. So Mike and his family used to own a cabin in Athens, Ohio, right around Athens, Ohio, um, in the Hocking region. It's a very popular region for hiking and hunting and all sorts of stuff around southeastern Ohio and Appalachia. So Mike sent us a story, and there's a few different incidents that happened. Uh, and this is all during a hunting trip that him and his family went on. So him and his family recently bought a cabin and they went down there. Uh, him and his dad and his brother went down to set up some uh, hunting spots and they couldn't use their cell phones. You know, it's classic spooky story scenario. They couldn't use their cell phones. There's no cell phone service. Well, to be fair, my cell phone barely ever worked in Athens. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, you barely got cell phone. In Hawking County, especially, you don't get cell phone service. Yeah. Now, you and I are in the minority because we also have T-Mobile, which only works in Europe. And it does not work <laughs> in the United States. Uh, but that's okay. But, so I believe the no cell phone service. Oh, so do I. I absolutely do, too. I absolutely do. Mike said that he fell asleep and had a dream, which most people do when they fall asleep. And he said it was one of the most vivid dreams he's ever had in his life. Uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing his email. In my dream, I woke up, well, in my mic voice, in my dream, I woke up <laughs> to an old man knocking on the back door and walked to a small red shed behind the cabin. Yeah, that's my mic. That's my mic impersonation. <laughs> now, so, okay, someone knocked on the door and there was an old man that took Mike back to a red shed behind their cabin, which actually exists. In real life, there is a red shed back there. And he kept trying to get back there and open up this toolbox of his in the dream. He kept asking Mike to open up the box, open up the box, blah, blah, blah. Mike woke up and was very disturbed and puzzled by the dream. And Mike told his dad the next day. And, and I guess the guy that they bought this cabin from or the family was the Wartman family. And this guy uh, had just passed away, Mr. Wartman, who owned the property. And back in that shed... He had a box that was locked that he kept all of his like wood carving equipment in, which creepy. is which is very creepy. Yeah, which is very weird. That had a dream. The guy wanted him to go back to the shed, open up the shed, and open up this toolbox, 
And in real life, not in the dream, there's a shed there and inside is a small locked box with wood carving equipment. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I typically don't put a lot of weight into dreams and stuff like that because I think a dream could be, you know, you and I just ate a bunch of rice. So our dream could just be like a <laughs> rice-fueled dreamscape. Crazy rice. Just crazy rice. Crazy rice dream. <laughs> just a weird rice dream. There's a second incident. Mike was sleeping in a very small bedroom and he woke up. Now, a lot of people think that like ghost stuff in the middle of the night where you feel paralyzed at sleep paralysis or whatever, but Mike doesn't mention any history or previous incidents of sleep paralysis. Mike was sleeping and woke up all of a sudden in a panic and could not move. And he felt like something was pushing on his chest, like pushing him on the bed. And he said that there was a shadowy figure on the side of the bed pushing Mike into the bed. And Mike couldn't wake up. That would be terrifying. Which is terrifying. Now, I don't understand why 90% of ghost stories happen when you're in bed and there's someone standing or standing by your bed. Maybe that's because when you're most like vulnerable, you're sleeping, you're not like fully aware, it's dark. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, quiet. Yeah, like that. That all that all tracks. I think it all makes sense. But then I I think that that would imply that ghosts are aware enough, or certain spirits are aware enough to understand when you're vulnerable or when you're not vulnerable. So there's you know intelligent spirits, repetitive spirits where they're just doing the exact same thing over and over and over again, but I guess, according to Mike, and I'm not saying I believe it 100%, Michael, but I do think it's very interesting. Yeah. And Mike, knowing Mike, Mike's not really a fibber. He's a very, he's a straight shooter through and through. (laughs) Mike Hilty. So the fact that this tall, shadowy thing is pushing him down on the bed is very scary. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say how much he wet the bed. And I'm assuming it's a lot <laughs> uh, because I would have. So, Mike, if you're listening, maybe follow-up email. How much did you pee your pants? How much did you wet the bed, Mike? Now, <laughs> you can send us uh, a reply, like, if you want to do by volume. Oh, a couple cups. Or um, three beds worth. That's fine. You just let us know. And we won't tell anybody. That'll just be private for us. <laughs> and then there was a third incident. Now, this happened to... One of Mike's friend's sisters. Does that make sense? Mike had a friend, his friend's sister. So their mom stayed at the cabin in a small back room. And she said she was asleep in the bed and woke up by someone or and, and was woken up because she heard someone in the room. When she woke up, it smelled really strongly of someone smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And then when she got out of bed to see if there was someone smoking cigarettes, the smell was totally gone. And apparently Mr. Wartman, the guy who led Mike in his dream to the shed and who lived there before, who had died, I believe, in this cabin, was a chain smoker and smoked a ton of cigarettes. Does it say that he died in the cabin or no? I think it does. Yeah. Um, I believe it does. Mr. Wartman. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. So I think that would be pretty creepy knowing that someone had passed in the place that you're staying and especially smelling smoke, like things could smell like smoke. But I mean, that's just like the whole topic we talked about with the coal dust. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I wonder if it can linger, but to smell something so strong like cigarette smoke and then just to not smell it anymore. And then we're going to get out of bed and look to see if someone in the house is smoking. Right. Or, or if someone something's on fire. If I did say this before, I misspoke. Mr. Wartman did not die in the cabin, but he died three days before... 
Mike and his brother and his dad went to the cabin on their hunting trip to go set up hunting spots. Gotcha. So if he died in the cabin or not, typically, or I don't know if it's typical or not, but, you know, spirits are said to stick around in areas that they felt very attached to. So maybe this was Mr. Wartman's, like, favorite spot. Yeah. He'd go to his cabin and carve, uh, what, choo-choo trains out of wood or maybe deer or something. I don't know. And would just relax. Just pipes. I don't know. I want to talk to Mike more about this. What do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think Mike is lying? Do you think Mike is telling the truth? All very weird situations. All very weird. I believe it. I believe it too. I believe it too because I like Mike and I, even if I didn't like Mike, I would still believe it because Mike is a very (laughs) honest human being. Hold on. I'm going to say thanks like Mike. Thanks for believing my story. You're welcome, Mike. You're very welcome. (laughs) Mike's going to really enjoy hearing that. I think he'll I think he'll like it a lot. So that's I think that'll just about do it for us. Yeah. Um, we do have to announce last week we had the Molly Monster or the Monster Molly giveaway. Yeah. Where we asked you guys to tweet about the show, to share the show with your friends, XYZ, whatever, and we were gonna pick one of you at random. Well Molly was gonna pick one of you at random, and she did. She and, did. And the winner is do you wanna do a drum roll with your mouth or you want me to do it and you say the name? Um, it's Matt Fujita. Yay! Hooray, Matt, you crushed it from downtown. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about basketball so much, but half court swish. Nothing but net, <laughs> my friend. Sh- what? Swing. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but net. Slorp. Nothing but net. Uh, so, Matt, we're going to get in touch with you. We'll ask for your address and how often you're not home. For, that's just for us to know. Uh, and <laughs> so we're going to send you a little Molly package. We're sending you a Molly package. We're sending you some goodies from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yep. And we're sending you a special surprise from Molly herself. Yeah, she is very excited. She's very excited about it. She's asleep right now. But man, <laughs> if she were awake, boy howdy. I bet. I, I promise you she'd be stoked. I gave her a little bit of honey and she passed right out. Which is the opposite. Now, speaking of honey... This does not relate to ghosts, but as of last night, Lindsay got me hip to a drink where you do water, a little cream, tea, and honey. And it's, it's like a, an English tea. Oh my gosh. I don't know where I've been, but it's been <laughs> so great. We just got done watching Great British Bake Off and I'm feeling very European. Very British this weekend. If you've watched season four or whatever the most recent one is on Netflix, I know. I'm sad, too, that Benjamina did not win. Don't ruin it for people. Spoilers. Benjamina does not win. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Sorry. Uh, Hey, if that's a spoiler, I'm so sorry. But you can send us a nasty, you can send us a real nasty email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and continue conversations on Twitter at spooky underscore spouses. We're on Instagram at the same name. Please like, share, just listen. Just, hey, just listen. Nike. Just listen. Nike, just listen. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, we don't we don't ask for any money. We just ask that you guys help us and by subscribing and sharing the show with all your buddies or your family members. Whatever. You just pick one. Just, just, just pick one group. So I guess that'll do it for us. Yeah. New episode next Monday. I don't know what we're talking about yet. Ooh. But it'll be good. It'll be ghoulish. It'll be... Yeah. It'll be so scary. So creepy. So I think how I'd like to end each episode is we both try to make our best ghost noise. So oh, great. why don't you go first? Ah. Pretty good. Here's mine. <laughs> Whoa. David Bowie. That's David Bowie, v- v- vibrato ghost. 
Okay. Okay. Well. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye.